flag should never be used as a receptacle for receiving, holding, carrying, or delivering anything. Oh, I'm sorry. Who was using it like that? Well, if I pile it on here, you grab one. I'll grab grab the the other. other. Let's yeah, fill it. But maybe somebody made a handbag. Drums, please. Welcome to Hey You Know It. My name is Jaquetta Sotmar, and I'm here with my co-host, Katie Kazmir. Hey You Know It is a podcast that tells you how it is or how it should be. You can listen to Hey You Know It on iTunes, a new episode every Monday. And here they are, Jaquetta and Katie. This is a, what's our theme it Today, it's, it's, you know, Memorial Day is the unofficial kickoff of summer. Okay. So is there an official kickoff? Actual summer. Okay, actual summer itself. <laughs> summer, so we're celebrating solstice. Memorial Day. Yeah. We're celebrating the summer, and we're also talking about memories. Yeah, because... All how, alone in the moonlight. Yeah, because how can you have a mo- Memorial Day without remembering? True, without remembrance. All right, so take it away. Okay, so here, I'll talk about Memorial Day a little bit. There's ten things to remember. I never know what to do on Memorial Day. I, yeah. For me, it has always been, as a teacher, it's like, everything is over. Yeah. You know? So it's a sense of relief. You associate yeah. it with, like... And I never think about Memorial Day because I'm too busy just putting the semester behind me. Mm-hmm. Right. Memorial Day is the signal to me now that people at work are, like, checked out mentally. Yeah. We'll see you Labor Day. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's Fridays off, right? It's people are dressing more casually in the office. Yeah. Things are, people are taking, enough people start taking vacations that the entire, whatever organization you work for, you're never all there mm-hmm. at the same time. Like, you can never get a hold of Richard. Oh, he's just. Or for, Nancy. Yeah. Goes direct to do, it's the do not disturb on, yeah. right to voicemail. Yeah. And it's, uh, people have left for the Hamptons on Wednesday at like 2 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> just getting the jump on that. Yeah. You know, uh, so Memorial Day was originally a response to the unprecedented carnage of the Civil War, in which some two hundred six hundred and twenty thousand soldiers on both sides died. Mm-hmm. And who, which who are we supposed to be remembering? Because I'm only going to remember one side. I know the loss of life and its effect on communities throughout the country led to spontaneous commemorations of the dead. So it's just like everyone's like everyone's dead, and we yeah everyone's dead, and we don't have any slaves. Yeah. <laughs> You know? know? Yeah. Um, That died, too. So, in 1864, women from uh, Pennsylvania put flowers on the graves of the dead from the just-fought Battle of Gettysburg. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, so, it just started with these women doing this to remember their dead. And then in 1866, women from Columbus, Mississippi, laid flowers on the graves of both Union and Confederate soldiers and so it's like this kind of thing started where it's this like this is a weird one for me because do you lay uh, flowers on both the dead Nazis but also the Allies as well? Mm, I know, I know, I know. People, do we see problems here or just me? Yeah. Okay, so originally it was about you know the the war between the states. Yeah. So then it was like. So they made it, it was first called Decoration Day. I think we talked about this once before. Mm -hmm. It's the practice of decorating um, graves with flowers and wreaths and flags. Mm -hmm. 
And we have some of the most, like, when you travel around the world and you see what other people's graveyards look like, we have some of the least ornamental ones, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. It's strange. Yeah. Not that I am into that kind of thing, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it seems like everyone just kind of is very perfunctory and just... Yeah, it's like, like there's a slab. Yeah. Just keep it standing up. Uh, if calling Memorial Day is it Calling Memorial Day a national holiday is a bit of a misnomer, um, there are 10 federal holidays created by Congress, including Memorial Day, that apply to the federal employees in the District of... Yeah. See how boring this is? But they say, like, the federal government barely works anyway. Mm-hmm. I remember, because most of the people in my family work for the state, and the federal holidays would come out there like, not for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we still have to keep things going. Yeah. It's a, it was a way, they made it a holiday, and they made it a paid holiday. Yeah. So people working for the government could honor their fallen comrades without being Dr. Day's pay. Uh-huh. Now, is it Memorial Day for all past wars? Or are we still on this one? It's all past wars. Okay. Memorial Day is for all dead soldiers. Mm-hmm. Regardless of... Regardless of... of the, the war. The war or wherever they are. It's mm-hmm. kind of like... Now, is this also for people in armed conflicts? Or is it just for the name? It's wars? for the dead. Okay. It's for, for fallen soldiers, period. Yeah. Okay. Yes. You know, there's the tomb of the unknown soldier. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's basically an, a soldier who was never identified... Was buried. There is a guard there 24-7. Why? And it's just to honor the idea that there are so many soldiers that are missing, that are presumed dead, and this is just Well, what's with the guard? I don't know. That's, you know, I mean, there's nothing. It just seems odd. Yes. Um, No one's trying to get at that tomb. So this... (laughs) It's, really, like no, no one's trying to. You so know. this was a fight. It's not like it's the pyramids and uh, people are showing up to steal the mummies. I know. Well, this is a World War One fighter, and of November eleventh, nineteen twenty-one. That's how. That's when this started. Okay. But when Ronald Reagan was president, mm-hmm. he got all emotional and because um, he, you know. Was such a fighter. And presided over the internment of six bones. So six more bones were added. Whatever. Then 14 years later, now the remains are <laughs> no longer unknown. Oh. They pulled them up. And they DNA tested yeah, them. Yeah, spurred on by an inve- investigation by CBS News. The Defense mm-hmm. Department removed the remains of the Tomb of the Unknowns for DNA testing. And who was it? A once unknown fi- fighter was an Air Force pilot, Lieutenant Michael Joseph Blasse, uh-huh. whose jet crashed in South Vietnam in 1972. How did that happen? Okay. The CBS investigated, investigation suggested that the Military Review Board had had changed the designation on Lieutenant Blasse's remains to unknown, did so under pressure from veterans groups to honor a casualty from the Vietnam War. Huh. So they knew who it was. Is that what I'm understanding? No, they and then figured they it out. It was, okay, they figured out who after it was. DNA testing. So bizarre. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a death cult kind of person, so I find all of this stuff bizarre. Yeah, it is. Like it's adding really a couple of bones. I mean, I guess if that's a part of your belief system, maybe it's helpful. Yeah, but I don't. I don't find. I think there's probably a better way to honor people. Yeah, with service. Um. In. <laughs> On Memorial Day weekend in in 1988, 
2,500 motorcyclists rode into Washington, D.C. for the first Rolling Thunder rally to draw attention to Vietnam War soldiers still missing in action. Mm-hmm. Still missing in action or prisoners yeah, of they war. they didn't care about those guys. They didn't care when they sent them over. By 2002, the ride swelled to 300,000 bikers, many of them veterans. Mm-hmm. Um, they have been about half a million participants in 2005, and in what organizers bluntly call a demonstration, not a parade. It's like, bring them home. Yeah. Go get them. So, that's... And they would have been... So now, so people in my family who are Vietnam veterans, they're now in their 70s. Yeah. So this would have been, what, 15 years ago when they were 60. Yeah. And they would have gotten out of the war in the late 70s, Mm -hmm. and they're still... Well, at the time, they were thought still to be prisoners yeah. over there, and no one was doing anything. Yeah. So bizarre. We don't learn any. I don't think they teach Vietnam now or Korea now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know much about it, but when I was talking to um, someone in my family who was a veteran, a Vietnam veteran, he said that it was amazing what the what the Vietnamese were doing. So they would disassemble tanks aircraft, whatever, and carry them piece by piece up on top of a mountain. And they would get up there, and they'd be like, how the hell did these guys get a tank up on top of a mountain? That's how dedicated they were to preserving their country and their way of life. That they were carrying pieces, parts, piece by piece to locations where you could not put a tank or, you know, other kind of armaments. Wow. Yeah, you're not going to beat those people. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, it's you're on their territory, and they are determined to keep that territory because they've seen what happens when you lose a war to the U.S. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it was fascinating. So I hope that people, I, I know there's a lot of documentaries and things about Vietnam, but if you have people in your family who have been, a pris- uh, not a prisoner of war, but who have been involved in Vietnam War, talk to them now. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was pretty interesting. Yeah, and just you, know? you and I, you never saw Sylvester Stallone's Rambo series. Yeah, but then it made sense. Yeah, so you and I, I watched First Blood, which yeah. was the first one, um, where you know John Rambo is a Vietnam soldier, who and he came comes back, back home, and they is, immediately start hassling him. Yeah, and this apparently was the experience of a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, if go back and watch that movie, not for it's it's a good actual if you really want to know more about what happened to the, the soldiers when they came yeah home. yeah how people felt when they came home how they were received I mean I've, I've heard it uh, like I said I haven't spent that much time talking to people in my family who were in who were they were all drafted um, mm-hmm. um, you know nobody wanted to go um, and it's just really interesting the the perspective you get versus yeah. what you were kind of told or not told Mm -hmm. in schools and it's yeah that's pretty interesting i think that would be a good way to do memorial day would be to have soldiers speak about the conflicts they were involved that would be a great thing yes um but i think there are some inherent issues in that because it kind of peels away very quickly the what is supposed to be the glorious aspect of war Mm -hmm. i have never talked to anyone who was in the vietnam war and come away feeling like it was glorious yeah. for them or for anybody involved. Yeah. But that's Memorial Day, yeah. right? Ah, fascinating. All right. So I'm, I'm going to do, I'm doing summer. 
Oh, okay. The official kickoff to summer. Um, and I just wanted to bring up some Hallmark TV originals. They have a countdown to summer. They're very excited about yeah. it. They're getting ready. Uh, so they've got countdown to summer. There's a movie called, and I'll see if you can you know, kind of guess what this is about. The title is Paris, Wine, and Romance. Paris, Wine, and Romance. Mm-hmm. What could this be about? <laughs> Isabella is the ambitious new owner of her family's Oregon winery, whose dream of becoming world-renowned takes a big step forward when she enters a prestigious wine competition in Paris. Upon arrival, she meets her biggest competitor, Jacques, the creatively named Jacques. Jacques. What? Surprise, surprise. And guess what? what? He just happens to be a member of one of the region's most famous winemaking families. Get out. How did this... knew? What are the chances? Impressed by Isabella and her wine expertise... Jacques. You mean even a woman knows wine? From America? Um, A budding romance develops between them. However, and this description is missing a lot of wine terminology. Mm -hmm. It could be like, you know, this this romance has top notes of, like, you know, passion. The reviewers say, this has legs. This has legs. Um, However, as the results of the competitions are announced, Isabella believes that Jacques has bad-mouthed her wine, because that's how it works. You're bad-mouthing my wine. (laughs) Usually it's like a blind taste testing. (laughs) No. Hurt, she returns home. When Jacques discovers what's upset her, he seeks to win her back, even if it leaves means leaving behind his beloved winery. Why Why do you have to leave a winery? Why would it mean that? Why would he have to sacrifice the winery for her love? Because Isabella. Uh, Here's another one. (laughs) (laughs) I won't do them all. Sailing into love. Sailing. Oh, (laughs) jeez. Biology teacher Claire is busy juggling her duties. You mean a woman? (laughs) Yes. Biology teacher? Wait. We soften her. She's juggling her duties as bridesmaid. To three friends, as well as teaching summer enrichment at her most favorite place in the world, Blue Island. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Blue Island. Blue Island. <laughs> Blue Island. <laughs> Come on, can't they give it a better name? Green Island. Blue Island. Blue Island. All right. Claire learns that the sailboat used to ferry her students has been sold to a former Navy man, Captain Tom. No way, not Captain Tom. With the stipulation that he continues to sail the class to the island. Claire's life gets complicated when she learns her former boyfriend, Jason, works for the developer intent on building a resort on Blue Island. I don't know who wrote this copy, Mm -hmm. but they were half in the bag. I, I, I don't understand what the thing is here. Whoever wrote the script was half in the bag. I mean, this is, okay, it's a biology teacher. She's got three weddings where she's a bridesmaid. Um, and and she has duties in all three of them. She's overscheduled, and she's teaching this class on Blue Island. And does she commute back and forth? What is she on doing? the ferry? So she's got a she's so somebody's commuting back and forth. Um, Isabel, huh? No, Isabel's from the other oh, the okay. other one. This is not Isabel and Jacques. They're not in this. This is Claire. This is Claire. Okay. So Captain Tom, Tom. a okay. Navy man. Yeah. Ooga. Oh, he, that's why they're uh, sailing. Yes. He's a former love. Navy man. Yeah. 
Uh, he's running this ferry, and then apparently Blue Island is about to be ruined by tourism. Oh, but no, I don't know what the the like what's what, gonna happen. What's gonna happen? I don't see a problem here. She's Claire. just busy. She's super busy. Um, and then a, she's meeting a guy, and she's meeting a retired naval officer who's Captain like, Tom, and he's got good benefits. Captain, he's got benefits, yeah. and she's a teacher. Um, you know, I'll I'll do one more because I feel like that didn't that didn't really do it. <laughs> Don't hit us with it. A feeling of home. Ooh, a host of a New England web series. Yeah, a web series about New England. Abby is set to launch her own line of home products. So a she's home a product. vlogger and also she's selling products for the home. You know, products for the home. Products for the home, meaning interior. We don't know. All okay. she needs is a few more authentically Northeastern webisodes, and the deal is done. Authentic Northeastern <laughs> yeah. webisodes. I, that's, I don't understand what that means. But Abby's roots are actually in Texas. <laughs> so she's got and a now she must return to her dad's ranch to help him. But she's wearing a fisherman's sweater. <laughs> yes, and she's parking a car in Hobby Yard. Right, and now she's go back to Texas. Yeah. Um, Pshaw. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised to find her former boyfriend, Ryan, is the ranch manager. No. Abby is soon swept up in their old chemistry. Torn between her Texas roots and her New England aspirations. This is the problem, Mm -hmm. though. Abby must decide where she belongs. Work uh, in the Northeast or deep in the heart of Texas. Really? That's the di- like that's the choice. Yeah. Should I I have a web business web, that's based in the Northeast and I'm about to launch some home products. B, go back there, launch the home products, do what you have to do, and then go back to Texas and help with this ranch thing. Yeah. You Just, don't there's this weird thing about the internet where you don't need to be like be in any specific location. I know. And and what's the, she just again seems busy. Yeah, she's just very busy. She's running a ranch. She's got a webisode. She's trying to she's stop got this home guy. Products. Yeah, home products are involved. There's travel. She has to decide between New England and Texas. Yeah. Well, I don't I think don't, you have to make a decision about. I just that. make a decision and then just get to work. But it's like so. We've been telling you, listeners, for over eight years now that we're in the heart of Times Square. You don't know where we are. Yeah, but we are. We are. But, but you know you what I mean? Know, yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. We have podcasted before from Panama. Yes. Near the canal. We, you know, we we don't have to. We podcast from other parts of Manhattan. We podcasted from um, Hoboken. Yeah. It still works. Yeah. Um, we prefer the Heart of Times Square. We prefer the Heart of Times Square. Because that's where the action is. Uh, so, Here yeah. at Funkadelic Studios. A feeling of home. 209 West 40th Street. Hashtag. Funk Life NYC. Is it Funk Life? Yeah, Funk Life NYC. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure. <laughs> Funkadelic. Funk I know. Life. I just say it quickly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Paris, wine and romance, a feeling of home, ah. and sailing into into love. Well, you know, I just, big ups for everybody working so hard. I, I just really feel like they're letting me down on these. But this is... You know, these descriptions. But Hallmark. this is what's going on in the world. Yeah. Everyone's got a side hustle. 
<laughs> right? This the jobs are not said. paying enough, and so, then there's some dude with a with a with military benefits. This is a feeling. Yeah, the feeling of home was written by someone who's like, "Look, I'm trying to decide between writing copy, yeah, and writing book, yeah." And so this is what you get. <laughs> this is my side also. Okay, what do you have? All right. I, over here, uh, Memorial Day. Over here. Back over here. Over here on Memorial Day. Mil- it's for military animals, too. We, we think about the, the people, but it's, yeah. there are a lot of Didn't animals. Didn't they just find a, bel- like a, a beluga whale yeah. that was like all strapped up for Putin or something? Yeah, it was like a Russian spy whale. Yeah, how? but it got caught already. Yeah, and then it disappeared. What is it? I'm turning myself in. <laughs> and then I'm out. But it's not the first time this has happened. Um, what are they? Tr- okay. So uh, th- there's a lot of different animals. First, German Shepherd dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I still don't like. I don't like them because yeah. of I associate them with uh, the Nazis for yeah. some reason. Uh, horses have a long military service. Yeah, uh, they got a musical. Was it War Horse? Was that a musical? Uh, I don't know if there was music involved, but it was like some creepy War Horse. War Horse <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> galloping across the plains. Yeah. Bring out your dad. War horse. <laughs> Bring out your dad. <laughs> Horses were not only written by, written by warriors, but they were used as pack animals to mm-hmm. carry supply and pull heavy equipment. Um, other animals are used in war depending on the part of the planet. There's oxen, camels, and elephants. Really? Yeah. Still? What are they talking about? Yeah. Oh, like over through throughout. I history. would love somebody to roll up with a, just a herd of oxen and being like, "Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do this." <laughs> Do you know in World War One alone, it was an estimate of eight million horses died. Oh, that's why. Yeah, and it's followed by "Can you imagine?" Like this, the the, the author of this piece is stench. horrified. So not only okay, so we've got dogs, we've got German shepherds, Dobermans, Labrador retrievers. Um, yeah, so and there are a lot of other animals. Pigeons, of course, have been used during yeah. wartime to. Send messages back and forth. Quite heroic, the pigeon. Um, some a variety of animals have been used as living bombs. Great, classy. Didn't the Russians have a spy cat at one point? They yeah, were trying there to are get... cats, dogs, and bats, and dolphins have had explosives strapped on and released into enemy territory. Oh, so sad. Dolphins have been used to track and find missing submarines and explosives. Mm-hmm. I really wish that we could get another second planet where all these people that want to play these games... Can go. Go and do it. Yeah, and don't do it. But don't don't, um, leave the animals. Leave the animals here. Yeah, the animals, they've been tested on explosives and, and, um, you know, we study animals to figure out how to best treat soldiers with wounds. Mm -hmm. Um, Dogs have been used to help soldiers recovering from PTSD. Yeah. And they can, and so that's one of the more positive roles that they have. Um, I mean, but you're asking these animals to do a lot of emotional work. Yeah. And I'm not sure what they get out of it. This yeah. is why they bite us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yeah, right um, there. Back in 1941, bats were used. Little bombs were strapped to them. And they were released. And, where, and Bat to, bombs. Bat, like, Against the where? Japanese. Okay. And did this work? Yeah. Well, <laughs> several chests were run with Mexican free-tailed bats netted from caves, but ultimately it was decided that animals were not to be trusted with explosives. They brought that shit right back. <laughs> they, they were like, he's going. Oh, my God, he's coming back. Run. A few <laughs> escaped during practice runs and set off massive fires at military facilities. Good. Congratulations. 
All right, bees have been used. Mm-hmm. Bomb-sniffing bees may be coming to an airport near you. Be- They're teaching honeybees to smell explosives. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, what? When they detect even the subtlest hint of a target chemical, they start they to buzz. wag their tongue like proboscises. I hope you're not asking me how to say the plural of that. Yeah, well, you know, everybody, there you have it. Yeah. That's, how, that's the best I can do right now. When proboscises get wagging. Yeah. Officers who are watching the bees can monitor changes in their behavior and send out an alert in if they seem disturbed. their behavior, you would say. I don't know how you didn't say that. I don't know. <laughs> I missed that. Ball dropped. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Then sea lions are used. They are easy to train and they're well adapted for deep water um, conditions. I wish we would spend more time trying to figure out how to... Because in my mind, we are fighting over a planet that we are destroying. Yeah. And the more we fight over it, it seems the more destructive we are towards it. Leading me to think, like, why are we fighting over this? There's mm-hmm. going to be nothing left. Like, we're going to be fighting over a dirty, brown, hot... Stinky. Stinky planet pretty yeah. soon. And how's how's that going to work out for you? Yeah, it's... Um, All the big brains are going to try to figure out how to strap a fucking bomb onto a mouse. Yeah, I know. But the thing is now, <laughs> they, they go on to say that DARPA, one of our favorite... Yes, uh, DARPA. The, that's where all the money we, goes. We, uh, that we like f- to talk about. That's why we work, so DARPA can have money. DARPA yeah. got to eat. Um, so they are making cyborg insects, like we know about... Um, and wildcats, too. Mm-hmm. Like, so robot insects and cats that will do this work without harming animals. Yeah, that's not going to end in tragedy at all. Yeah. A incredibly sleek, strong, fast, mm-hmm. and quote-unquote smart wildcat. Have they seen what regular wildcats do? Yeah. They occasionally w- lay in wait for people at our national parks, and when you ride by on your bike looking like a deer, mm-hmm. <laughs> then they jump on you and attack you. Yeah, and you're dead. And then you're dead. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, so why not make a cyborg out of this? Sure, based why on this? not? You know what? Well, good idea. Well done. And then what's going to happen with Memorial Day? When every robot is a, you know, mm-hmm. when every soldier is a robot? I don't know. Um, I always thought the point of war was to kill people. So I'm not, you know, with, with robots doing it, then what's the point? Yeah, I... Is that glorious? I don't know. Fuck a day. 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 Last year in the summer, I was he- very disappointed. I think I saw one movie. I think it was The Meg. So summer blockbusters, I feel like they're not, you know. As blockbustery as they could have been. No, they're not. They're, they're used not to blockbustery be. at all. So here's what's coming up this summer. Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh. And then Dark Phoenix. What's that? I think it has to do with Spider-Man. Okay. Oh, no, it's a superhero. Again, with Again, the superhero. superhero. Dark okay. Phoenix. I think they're just digging out. The loafer. They're just taking out like any kind of superhero you can, yeah. you can find, yeah. is out there. The scribbler. Yeah. <laughs> he will jot down things. 
All right, so Spider-Man and then Dark Phoenix, and there's sequels coming out. Toy Story 4, I haven't seen the first one. John Wick 3, Parabellum. It's John Wick Chapter. Okay, this actually might be my favorite title ever for a movie, because you know how I feel about punctuation mm-hmm, in a title. Mm-hmm. It ain't a title until there's some colons. Yeah, oh yeah. So this is John Wick colon Chapter 3 dash Parabellum. <laughs> Don't know what that is <laughs> okay. about. But it's Keanu Reeves. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, What's he up to? He's aging slowly, but not slow enough. Oh. They better hurry up with these John Wicks. And then Godzilla, colon, King of Monsters, which I am happy for. I have one word to say about that. Mothra. <gasps> Mothra is coming back. In Mothra this is right. coming back. Also, Hedera, other, the other, uh, you know, whole cast of characters. The Secret Life of Pets 2. Mm-hmm. And a Fast and Furious spinoff. I think they've made like 14 or 15 of those. So yeah. they're spinning off and they're, because... each one is faster and more furious. But also, like, everyone who started off in that franchise is now like 80 years old. So they got to, yeah, like, they, infuse it with new blood. There was a... They have to have prequels now. And the, the spinoff is called... Now tell me if this isn't catchy. Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, that's the spinoff of Fast and Furious. Hobbs and Shaw. That's hard to say. And awful. Yeah. The people who came with the Fast and Furious were like, mm, we'll keep the and. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Hobbs and Shaw. It sounds like it's a comedy all- duo from like the black and white era. Yeah. They were like Hobbs and Shaw. They were on the radio then when the film came in. People got a look at them and they were like, no. No. We'll take Hobbs. Get Shaw out of here. Yeah. He's a mess. Um, Replace him with a... Yeah, with something else. Millie Vanilli. We'll just call them Hobbs. Yeah. Hobbs, the Hobbs show. How about, uh, then there's a reboot with a casting twist. So now this thing of making white movies black or making movies that were male movies, female movies. Um, Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson. And I'm so tired of looking at both of them. I don't know why. Really? I, I, I don't care. Everything I see them in looks corny. I don't corny. think things like, took off for Rebel Wilson as they should have. They keep trying to shove her in people's faces. Yeah. And I, I have never seen anything with her where I've been really impressed. I don't have a problem with her, but I'm like, is she somebody's kid? What? Is she someone's kid? I think kid? so. I think so. Okay. Yeah. So The Hustle with <laughs> Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson and that is a female version of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, which, upon second viewing, is not good. Oh, really? You Along with a again. fish called Wanda. It's like, mm, Oh, I, can't, I have no patience for I a fish called Wanda. I don't have any patience Wanda. for that either. Yeah. Uh, they're also doing Men in Black, colon, International. International? Yes, with Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth. Isn't the whole thing... International in the first place. Intergalactic. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then there's a... So it's like a scaled back version. Yeah. International. <laughs> Just get a, get rid of a couple of the galaxies. <laughs> um, then there's biopics coming. Uh, Rocket Man. So they're doing Elton John. Mm. I, you know what they did? They threw out that commercial earlier in the year. To see if anybody would buy yeah, it. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a floating a balloon out there. Yeah, I just saw a guy with a very hairy, just the chops and then big glasses. Mutton chops, glasses. And then greasy and then... hair. That's pretty much young Elton John. <laughs> you know? I mean, come on. That's... You're right. Yeah. You're right. Um, and I have to say that Elton John and Billy Joe, I liked them when I was young. Now I'm like, hang it up. Yeah. I saw them both play together, dueling pianos, when I was younger, again. Yeah. You know, this was like the 
90s. Yeah. And that was fun then. Um, and then Brian Banks. I don't know. Um, I feel like he's a beach boy or something. I don't know. Oh. Um, and then they're doing, and they're remaking Aladdin. Because the first wasn't successful enough? I don't know. Oh, they're probably remaking Aladdin so they can then remake the musical. And then they're remaking The Lion King. Why? And I think I think Beyonce is in this. More liony, more kingy. <laughs> more kingy. I think it's just more black people in it okay. from what I can see. Um, I'm not interested in any of these things. Uh, but there are some new movies coming out. There's a movie called Yesterday, which is a Danny Boyle film. So I think he, he did uh, the zombie movie 28 Days Later. Okay. And it's a world in which no one knows who the Beatles are. Except for one guy. I read about this. I was like, what is the... I don't know. I... That's where it is. It's called Yesterday. Um, and it's... The guy is being played by a gentleman of Asian descent called Himish Patel. Because apparently he was the best guy for the job. Because they were like... They wanted to cast big names. But we are like, we have to have someone who can actually play and sing. Oh. And so this guy came to the audition and they were like, him. So, oh, right. well, good for him. Yeah, good Way for to him. go. He actually won with talent. Yeah, he won with talent. And then there's another uh, Bruce Springsteen soundtrack film called Blinded by the Light. Um, about an Uber. And then there's a, a film about an Uber driver who gets in over his head. And it's called Stuber with Kamal Najiani and Mindy Kaling. Okay, so they're the. They're, yeah. They're funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there are, there's a movie called out coming out that looks really interesting. It's called The Last Black Man in San Francisco. <laughs> it's an independent film about gentrification. Um, I didn't know there were any black men left in San Francisco. Yeah, so well. this, to me, is, this is historic. Yeah. But yeah, so that's what's coming out. So if you're not interested in seeing, you know, Aladdin 2, Lion King 2, uh, Fast and the Furious 20, and then this remake uh, with Rebel Wilson, Dirty Rotten Scan- uh, Scoundrels remake called The Hustle. There are actually some independent there is and some new, new ideas idea. out there. Okay. I, I don't get Rebel Wilson at all. I keep seeing her everywhere. She, Yeah, she must be someone's she's child. She's someone's child, you know, and she's she's like this. Because her for a while her thing was like, I'm plus size. It's like, yeah. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah, I know. I know you what you're saying. I know. So, uh, yeah. so is Monique. I think it's so like, is so we're like a lot, you know. Yeah, it's. I think you know how the world is changing. They're trying not to be sizist anymore. That's fine, but like, can I see more than one plus size white woman in the movie, or is it got to be her? I think it's got to be her. <laughs> that's it. I think she's that's locked it down. <laughs> she signed in blood. Yeah. Do you think the other actors are it. like, you know what? There's room for all of us in here. Uh, it's like no. no. It's just Rebel Wilson. Just Rebel Wilson. Have you seen any movies with her? Uh, was she in Pitch Perfect? She was in Bridesmaids. She was in Bridesmaids? Yeah. She was the roommate. She was, remember the weird roommates, the brother and sister roommate of Kristen Oh, Mc- yeah. Okay. All right. Fine. I thought she, unremarkable. Yeah. Then I don't even remember. Maybe I'm seeing her. Maybe you're just seeing her and it and still I'm, doesn't stand out And I'm moving on, yeah. Because, I mean, there were a lot of really heavy hitters in that film. Yeah. Um. Okay. What do you have? I want to review flag etiquette for everyone. Okay. Yeah, I remember flag etiquette as a brownie. Yeah. So, 
it's like okay. There's the the American the American flag. American flag. American flag. And there are rules and there's standards of respect for this flag. Yeah, for this flag. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, um, there there's specific instructions on how the flag is to be used and not used. Just really? Yeah. By whom? Oh, wait, the real Americans. Tell the real okay. Americans. The, the Americans. The Americans, yeah. Uh, the flag should never be dipped to any person or thing. Or f- Dipped? Yeah, like if you are walking by somebody in a parade or whatever, you never ah, dip it. Like okay. In, in, you don't doff it. In deference to them. Okay. Um, like if you're walking by, say, the president, you don't dip the flag. Like, hello, sir. You don't joust at him with it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> only fly it upside down as a distress signal. Okay. I'm going to be honest with you. If I saw an American flag upside down, I would think someone just screwed it up. Yeah. <laughs> I would not think I got to call 911. Right. I would just be because, like, freaking typical. But what? Yeah. <laughs> typical. <laughs> typical liberal media. Because at what point there's an emergency, you're like, I know what I'll do. I have time to run the flag up. Yeah. You know? Uh, the flag should not be used as drapery for, or for covering a speaker's desk draping a platform or for any decoration in general. Uh-huh. Um, bunting of blue, white, and red stripes is available for these purposes. Yes. That's it. That's it. And the blue stripe of the bunting should be on top. Okay. A flag should never be used for any advertising purposes. Oh, are you kidding me? It should so, not okay. be. You know what? I'm for that one. Yeah. Stop using it. It should not be embroidered, printed, or otherwise impressed on any articles such as cushions, handkerchiefs, napkins, boxes, or anything intended to be discarded after temporary use, clothing. Advertising signs should not be attached to the staff or halyard. Mm-hmm. So you, a flag should not be used as part of a costume athletic uniform except for a flag patch may be used on the uniform of military per- personnel, firemen, policemen. Yeah, because in a way you're saying, like, if you're a military fireman, policeman, you're saying, like, I am representing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I have an official officer station. Mm-hmm. Every other schmuck. Yeah. So, like, unless know, you're, like, an Olympian, you know, so you're representing the U.S. Your T-shirt with the flag on it? No. Yep, you're on your uh, um, patch, your, like, underwear with the flag on it? No. The swim trunks, all that kind of stuff. Hats. Everything, yes. Anything, yeah. like, uh, your bandanas that yeah. you wear around your head? Yeah. No. Okay. All of that. All and of advertising. And advertising. No. Yes. Yeah. Any kind of, even like your 4th of July sale that you're having with the flag? No. No. Interesting. So anybody who is talking about how people are unpatriotic and they have their, their yeah, this is how hat you on with the flag, flag. You know, it kind of, it kind of makes sense. Like I'm not into, into this kind, these kind of symbols, but that does make sense. Yeah. You don't just stick it on. I'm trying to think of another, like with crosses. Like when I was growing up, they're like. Your cross is in ch- at church, you have it at home, or you wear it, you know, on a chain underneath your mm-hmm. shirt. You don't, it's not a decoration. Yeah. You don't start putting it everywhere. You don't start printing it on stuff. You don't go to Party City and buy balloons with crosses all over them. Right. And you're not supposed to wear the rosary either. Yeah. Although people necklace. do. Yeah. I saw, the, I'm pretty sure I saw the other day a woman wearing it like a bracelet, and I was like. Those might be mala beads. Ah, that, the okay. The prayer beads that you can wear. On your wrist. Okay. It had a cross on it, though. Oh, did it? Yeah. That's oh, a rosary, maybe. right? Yeah, that's okay. a rosary. Okay. Because I remember it was a big deal with a Madonna wore one. Yeah. And black people were like, oh, it's a Jesus piece. 
Like, what's the problem? We didn't oh, realize no, it was a rosary. It was a rosary. No, 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 you can't. Because yeah. we're not Catholic. We yeah, were just yeah. like, no, it's yeah, just like that's... a really pretty beaded necklace. Yeah, no. Okay. That's a rosary, and that's like the sacrilegious. So with her using that imagery mm-hmm. of the Catholic stuff, which in all fairness, she grew up Catholic, so I feel like sure. she can do whatever she wants with For it. For sure. But I can. I also can see how people, like when I found out what it was, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I can see like... Like I'd be, that I'd be more well. offended if she did not grow up Catholic and she just kind of adopted that. But that's part of her, yeah. what she. Who would do that? People do that kind of stuff the, just, with Catholics, though. Well, with any other kind. Because of, you know, not to be rude, but you guys aren't known for your flair. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because a lot of people take from other, like from yeah, yeah. the Hindu traditions, because they see the beautiful right. clothing and stuff like this. But I'm, there's never anything in, when you know I go to Catholic church with my friends. I'm like, yo, I gotta rock that. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> you know? It's not. It's a, not a. It's not you a, know, it's not a great look. Yeah. Um, the flag should never have placed on it or attached to it any mark, insignia, letter, word, number, figure, or drawing of any kind. Well, we see this all the time. <laughs> yeah. And a flag should never be used as a receptacle for receiving, holding, carrying, or delivering anything. Oh, I'm sorry. Who was using it like that? Well, if I pile it on here, you grab one. I'll grab, grab the, the other. Let's yeah, fill it. But maybe somebody made a handbag, uh, or a backpack, or you know something. You put it on your cooler. I find this ironic because I think people like to cover themselves with the flag, but that's not what it's for. Yeah, I know. know? And they're the ones that are are preaching to everybody else about how, what a real patriot is while they're head to toe I remember you're not supposed to let it touch the ground. Yeah, that's a never let it touch the ground or any other object. It should be received by waiting hands and arms. Yeah. Um, Because we had to practice all that ridiculous indoctrination stuff when I was a kid. Yeah, and if the flag is so worn, it is no longer fit to serve as a symbol of our country. It should be destroyed or burned. Yeah, it has to be burned. Yeah. Uh, And interesting, you know, when the flag is flown at half-mast out of respect for the death of somebody, um, it has to go all the way to the top first. And and then then, come halfway down. Yeah, and then when it's time to take the flag down off the pole... It has to go all the way up and then down again. So bizarre. I mean, this is this falls under the category really of making things up as as you go along, mm-hmm. right? Because this is all arbitrary. Yeah. But at some point, that these were the the rules, the regulations around it, and this is how it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know if because when I when I worked in okay to be fair that I was working in New York City public schools, we have a very multicultural and you know uh atmosphere and so because most of the students are immigrants and a lot of them are new immigrants this kind of flag worship thing and a lot of the teachers as well this flag worship um didn't really happen i think we had the pledge of allegiance i don't remember i don't Mm -hmm. remember saying it and i don't remember telling the kids to say it i don't remember it being posted anywhere in the room i don't even think we had flags in the rooms okay um, but in some, like where I'm from, that's definitely, that was a, a big thing. But as we talked about before, people have used the flag in such negative ways that people don't feel comfortable with it as a symbol. Yeah. Um, I have been noticing there's an American flag out there or a version of it that is blue and white and black. Have you seen this? No. I, I don't oh, know right, what right. it is. Right. There are some versions of the flag and one of them is means um, they're specific to like the firefighters. Or, um, mil- or like cops. Is that right? It's not. Apparently, it's acceptable that they have these versions. Why and it's would like they somebody- have a version of, of an American flag? What that doesn't make sense. Again, yeah. I'm not a flag worshipper, but 
Yes, it, it struck me as is funny too, confusing? but it is, it is a thing. It's a variation of the flag specific to this group of people. But it would be kind of like, what's the flag that I see? The Polish flag. Mm-hmm. Does it has a bird on it? Is that correct? I <laughs> don't no, know. I'm I don't trying know. to think of the one that I see that has a... Anyway, it would be kind of like the German flag. It's, yeah. you know, it's got the three colors on it. Someone was like, meh, I'm going to add a fourth I color. I know. It's, you know? Uh, yeah, we'll have to look look into that and see why this is being done and... Because why wouldn't you just use the the regular flag? Now, where I'm from, you're going to see a lot of 13 colonies flags. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm, a lot. Of, you'll see more of that than you will see because I'm from Maryland and it's from, like, a you know a heavily colonial area. So I grew up seeing that, and that it doesn't um, make me as uncomfortable as seeing a regular Oh, really? Flag. Yes, yeah. because I know it's a 13 colonies yeah. flag. And I've never seen anybody use it as uh, to make another person feel unwelcome. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think um, a lot of friends of mine, when they come to the United States from other countries, they're freaked out by the, the amount of flags that they see. Yeah. Because to them... That speaks of fascism, yeah, right? Yeah, it speaks of... Especially Europeans, they yeah. see fascism in it because they're like, we get it. Um, it makes sense to me for finding the post office. That's... Yeah. <laughs> You know what? Yeah, I mean? yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. For finding a government building. A government building, building that should government yeah. buildings should always have the flag because they're they're But government. like where yeah. I'm from there are some people who have flags in their front yard and I'm like, "What the hell, man? We're in Maryland. We all know we're in America." Yeah. I, some people do that as especially older people have that as a, a kind of just like a patriotism thing that yeah. they grew up with. Yeah. But there's also rules about that. They have to be you can't have it at night. Yeah. Out at night, unless it's lit up with a spotlight. And I've seen some, to speaking to the issue of, you know, when the flag doesn't look so great, I've seen some really ratty flags, and mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, you got to take that down. It's strips. It's yeah. like, it looks like multiple flags. Yeah. Blowing in the wind. Um, interesting. You're listening to Hey, You Know It with Jaquetta Sotmari and Katie Kazmir. We're telling you how it is and how it should be. Reality TV shows often premiere in the summertime, which is odd. This is such a... I don't know what's going on. It's such a departure from how things used to be. Yeah. It used to be the fall. Every, all the new All the shows, shows come on because people yeah. are heading indoors. Yeah. You know, everyone's back and you're going to sit down. But anyway, so reality TV shows. These are some things you can watch in the summertime. Um, <laughs> this one called premieres in June called The Radkeys. Centers around Melissa Radke and her big, loud Southern family. That's all you got. <laughs> it's a reality show about a big, loud Southern, Southern family. family. Really? Great. Um, here's another one that's uh, premiering on HGTV in June. Kickback Thursdays at 9.30 with Unspouse My House. <laughs> Unspouse My yes. House. What oh, is, oh, that sounds A woman really... is wor- uh, Orlando Soria, Soria uh, is working with newly single homeowners to overhaul their homes and heal their lonely hearts with laughter, support, and beautiful design. Unspouse my house. So it's like... That's kind of like... Sage it out. Yeah, but it's... You have to go on to the next chapter of your life and sometimes you're hanging on to things. Mm -hmm. On television. That's the... You know what I mean? That's the the weird part for me. That's that's a very vulnerable time for people. It is. I hope they're handling it Right. I, I, I imagine they're going to go into a man cave with, like, some lighter fluid and a torch. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like... But the thing is, I think that can help a lot of viewers. I hope so. If, if, if it's if done it's, sensitively. If it's done well. And 
Yeah, it's like for the brave person doing yeah. that on, on that's, camera. That's a lot that's of work like, to do on camera, like emotional work. Yeah, I, I mean, sometimes I can't even watch um, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Oh, it's too emotional. It didn't used to be like it that. It wasn't that, but now it's just like you feel like just you can see the pain in a lot of these, yeah. these men. I don't like that. And that's I not entertaining for me. I can't handle it. I can only handle that kind of thing in a, a fiction mm-hmm. context. Here's a show uh, premiering on TLC uh, in June called Outdaughtered. Follows the parents. Outdaughter? Outdaughtered. Okay. The parents of America's first all-female quintuplets. And the quintuplets. And the... (laughs) So it's the parents of the quintuplets. And the quintuplets. And the quintuplets. Now, when were they born? I have no idea. They're older now. Really? These five female quintuplets, you remember when they were born? It wasn't that something that was like... You think of John and Kate plus like 27 or something? I don't know. Oh. Well, with the drugs today that they have. Exactly. It's like, right? So it's a random quintuplet. Random. But it used to be like a special thing if that happened. Yeah. yeah. Now we're uh, married at first sight is back on. Charlotte area singles are legally married to a stranger the first moment they meet. I never understand what's going on in our country ever. On one hand, we're like marriage, this beautiful sacrament. On the other one, it's like, man, it's a TV show. Hey, Phil, Sarah, boom. You've seen each other before you're married. Married at first sight. And they're legally married. Yes. And they have they to try ma- to make Like it episode work. one, you get married. Wow. Cold, cold open as I do. <laughs> you know, I, I think I saw a partial episode of something like that where these people were in an arranged marriage and it's like them. That's what this is. This is a, an arranged marriage by yeah. television. And this. And the guy is like, I did everything you wanted. Don't you think we can uh, get a little more intimate? And she's like, no. Who the hell are you? <laughs> I forgot your name. Uh, so here's, a, here's another one. And this is like the least interesting one on CNBC. <laughs> it's called The Prophet. An inside look. Marcus Lemonist looks back at classic episodes, discussing lessons learned and revealing behind-the-scenes stories about filming with executive producer Amber Mazzola. So there's a show called The Prophet, yeah. and this is like a show, a reality show about the reality show, The mm-hmm. Prophet, where people come on. I think it's like a Shark Tank kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. But it's like his reflections of working with the producer. I can't mm-hmm. wait. Can't wait. That's going to be blockbuster. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Like, it makes no sense at all. Um, well, I'll choose, like... Well, I'll tell you what. 80% of all television is unscripted now. Yeah. And so they're just, like... It's and that, bad. It's bad, but it, it, they're just taking any idea. Yeah, they really are. Um, National Geographic, Secrets of the Zoo. Behind the scenes, and that actually sounds interesting, behind the scenes of one of the largest and most popular zoos in the country, the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium. But I wonder how wild they're going to get with it. Mm-hmm. Like if there's going to be beef. Yeah. You know, if there's going to be intrigue and romance, it's National Geographic. Or if it's just going to be like, you know, what what the possums do when no one's looking. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd you like know. to know. What do they do when no one's looking? And then here's another one. This is the last one I'm going to give you. June 6th on A&E. Hero Inc. The daily work at Prison Break Tattoos, a unique shop in Houston that specializes in creating meaningful tattoos for first responders. Okay. It's weird. Do you... I mean, I have a lot of tattoos. You can get them from anybody. Yeah, but they do it for first responders. But they're not doing it for free. All right. Don't think that. It's not charity. (laughs) They just specialize in 
Why is that different? Why is that? Why would your your clientele be the first responder? That's what I mean. Like Hero Inc. That's what they do. I guess maybe if you're not a first responder, you can't get a tattoo there. Yeah, but why? I just don't get it because you can have a tattoo artist do anything. You know what? Tune in Thursdays at ten from from June well, six on and enjoy Hero Inc. So, do you have any plans for the summer? Summertime is all about. I'm. Again, this is when all the coworkers check out. <laughs> yes, and everyone kind of drifts away on a Friday. A yes, lot of people on a call Thursday, sick. Monday <laughs> is thin. Yeah, I'm probably just going to be sweating a lot in the summertime. It's humid. Yeah. What about you? Um, my I am you know normally a teacher, but I'm moving away from that. But I'm still treating the summer as a summer off. All right. So enrichment. I okay. think I'm going to do a lot of reading, catch up on some personal stuff, and then get, kind of get myself organized for the uh, for the coming year for the fall. Because even though I'm not going to be teaching, I still am on a mindset because I've been a student and a teacher for so long that like September for me is like all right, up and at them. And yeah, I feel yeah. like the summertime is as, for the reasons you just laid out there. Not really a good time to try to get things done. Yeah, yeah. You know? I think it's like this is going to be a, a summer of like figuring. Stuff out, right? Yeah, figuring stuff out. Anyway, a happy summer to all of you. Yes, enjoy your summer. Let us know what you've done. Thank you for listening to Hey You Know It. Stay in touch with us during the week. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Tumblr. Go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We'll read it on an upcoming show regardless of content. As always, we love your emails. Send us an email at heyyouknowit at gmail.com with your comments, questions, and segment ideas. Emails will also be read on upcoming shows. Please tell your friends about us because you know we don't advertise. And let them know we can be found on iTunes at stitcher.com and at heyyouknowit.com. Thanks. Thanks.